0: You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Hello, listeners. Happy New Year's Eve. This is Jim the Keys, bartender. How are you today? The red matter gonna matter no matter what. So, we're down in the Keys. It is busy. I don't get it how people are surprised by this. It's, it's uh, for people in the business that benefit from it. It's great. And if you benefited from directly, why would you call it hell week? It's hell week because you're making, you're working real hard and you have a lot of jobs. Almost in any business when it's, you're grinding and you're doing a lot of work, unless it's, you're doing disaster recovery or disaster fix up, repair. There's no better feeling at work when you have all the work you need. When it's not, when it's cyclical. When it's cyclical. Right? And, uh. We're making money. We're making money. I mean, why people go call it hell. We can go, oh, t- turning a positive into a negative. I absolutely love this time of year because it's come, money comes exactly when you need it. Exactly when you need it. And to, to put on that fake thing that, you know, oh, hell week. You know, things are expensive down here. They're getting more expensive and it helps to have these people around. Now, we are going to New Year's and I, I, I take umbrage at resolutions and I like the word goals because goals have a positive connotation to it. Resolution has somewhat negative. A resolution that says I'm resolved to stop something, to stop something. A resolution. Or putting a line in the sand. I'm being resolute. It's toughness. It's this and that. And that's all well and good. But I don't know if that's necessarily the best way you start your, your year. Is being resolute. But having goals. Goals. Are all positive. Right? Goals sound more positive. Even though somebody may have the wrong kind of goal. Right? But. The, the idea of goals, it just seems happy to me. The positive thing. Oh, I've achieved my goals. That's a, that's a worthy goal. You never hear, that's a great resolution. Well, you can. It's a little softer, though. It takes a little heat off it. And we'll talk about that. And it plays in well with two incidents I had yesterday, mm-hmm. last night. It was in the middle of our busy week between christmas and new year's it usually starts a little before and it goes a little after so we're in the midst of it we're just i guess we have about three four days we'll have some people lingering lingers lingerers around but um there was a bit that kind of reminded me of it's not the first incident but the second incident that this will apply to but the Three Stooges had a routine that Mo, whenever anybody said Niagara Falls, Mo Howard would start like Niagara Falls, and he'd say, and uh, th- for those of you who don't know who the Sto- Three Stooges are, I mean, who doesn't know who the Three Stooges are in America at least, but they were a comedy troupe that started in the 30s through the 40s into the 50s. And uh, one of them, Whenever anybody said Niagara Falls, he'd turn around, his eyes would go a little wide, and he'd turn slow. And he'd go, Slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch. And Niagara Falls was the words that would incite murderous rage in Mo. Okay? And it'll apply to the second incident. But we all, you know, I realize when I'm t- doing a show, I try to put off this idea that I am calm and collected. But years ago, I took offense to someone in high school, some smart guy in high school, decided said, "Hey, you're manic," and I was offended. And it's only years later I go, "I'm manic. I'm not offensive. I'm not offended. I don't mind myself realizing that I'm manic." I'm not manic-depressive, though. I, I, I don't belittle people that are manic-depressive. I just realize we have highs and lows. And some of the high energy part makes people look manic. Because when you get that spurt of energy, and it's not through pharmaceuticals, but we get that spurt of energy, it could give the impression that you're Manic. And people are. People have highs and lows, and some vary greater. Our lows may not be. On some people, when you don't say someone well, they're a pretty steady individual. Well, that just means they're not too happy or too sad too often. And that's his own kind of graveyard of emotions, right? I don't really. I don't think the dip might might. I think if you look at a sine wave my sine wave my lows aren't super low but my highs get pretty high so that gives you an impression of manic because but if you move that sine wave down where your highs are the same as your lows that can get pretty scary if you have severe heights you know you know and, and your depression may seem deeper because you're not used to being the least amount but that's Not about these two incidents. It's just reacting to things. Pressure and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm very reactive. I'm a very reactive person. So last night, right in the midst of... I guess it's still busy, but it's curtailing. We get the rush right around 7 o'clock and it starts dipping around 8. So it's a quarter of 8 and... It's, it's uh, 7.30. It's start, starting getting on the other side of the height of the busiest time of the night. And this couple comes in. And they're, I guess they're in. The gentleman is maybe 40. The girl's in her early 30s. They're pleasant. They're somewhat, you know, they, they look like somewhat attractive, very comfortable with each other, very calm. And they order two margaritas simple order right they go with one with salt one without so i go and do it and i make it the way i normally do tequila triple sec a little you know a lot less triple sec than you put in tequila fresh lime juice some sour mix and a little agave nectar okay a sweet and sour mix right and on higher end Margaritas. I have a tendency to make more lime juice and more a little more agave because the lime, fresh lime juice is real sour. So you gotta throw that agave nectar in and kind of sweeten it up a little. So I gave them one each, mixed it up, shook it. You know, had that salt on the rim on one, one without. About fifteen minutes later, I noticed the gentleman's is almost finish he has about a third left and she has barely any drink from the top so I went over to her and I said hey listen is there something wrong with the margarita and she goes it's a bit sweet now the gentleman didn't have a problem with it and I'm not saying anything's wrong with her saying that and I go oh okay with the possibility I made it in one batch so they both should be too sweet they should both be the same exact margarita because they were poured from one mixing cup because I have a tendency, when someone orders three margaritas, I'll make try to make all three at the same time. Right? A big mixing cup, and then pour them all, all the way across. After a while, when you're bartending, you can figure out the volumes and stuff like that. So I go and take it. When she said a bit too sweet, I remake it. Now, it's still busy, so I'm running back and forth. I get it. She had something else to say, but she didn't make herself really heard, and I guess she doesn't realize it's really loud behind the bar because you heard me talk about the way the room's designed it's just very loud so i go and make it i back off on the agave i give it to her and I, another 15 20 minutes go by and i notice she has like an ounce or two gone. and i go is your drink okay and she goes ah uh. i go okay she goes, well, the last time when you made it, I wanted to say make it with Cuervo and a splash of Grand Mignot, but you were so fast going back, I didn't get the chance. And um, she was only like 10 feet away, and she didn't stop me while I was making it, but I just went and made it. She said, you made it so fast, I just took it. And I said, okay, I'll make it with that. So this is one, two, three, I made the third one. So I dumped, dumped that out. You know, you drank it. What am I going to do with it? I can't give it to anybody else. So I make it. I, I start it with a little more sour, right? When I say sour, I don't put sour mix in it. I put, a, you know, fresh lime juice, that agave nectar, trying to back it off. And she has it. And she, same thing happens. I go back a couple minutes. She's not drinking it. She's not, she goes, I said, is it too sour? And she just looks at me and I go, uh, let me try to put a little more in it. And I did it. And she drank it again and she gave it to the guy and he seems to like it but he doesn't want he's already drinking he moved on to a wine now while this is happening the second incident some of the people involved in it these two women come in one's kind of an intermittent regular she's a retired naval officer in her mid-40s very attractive woman right she's uh I think she's pharmaceutical sales or tech sales or something like that. And she's in there with her younger sister who's visiting from Ohio. She lives in Delray Beach. But she comes in once or twice a year. I haven't seen her in a year. She's sitting there. And while she's there, a big guy comes in with his dog. And he sits in the corner of the bar. Now, I'm still dealing with these people on the end. And the woman with the margarita, the first woman, she is still smiling. Real pleasant. Pleasant voice. Not being... Karen whatsoever but in my mind I'm going oh my god this is like the perfect baby bear or papa bear mama bear baby bear but I got papa bear and mama bear you know this is too sweet this is not too sour this is like the, she wanted the perfect one and I couldn't get to it I couldn't box her in to get it so finally at with her I just went listen I'll take that off I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it and they they left a nice tip and they were very nice about it. We parted all right. In my head, I'm still thinking, well, what could I have made that right? And there's nothing I could do. And I, I and we made I remade it four times, completely remade the drink three times, and then touched it up the last time, and it just wasn't happening. So, at four times, I do that. I usually don't mess or, you know mess around with that. And we're using we're going through so much supply. There's no. The, the sour mix is fine, and agave nectar is fine, and all that stuff. So, and other people are drinking margaritas around them. For some reason, we're doing a lot of margaritas. So, I that incident goes, and I said, "Well, I guess I let it go. I was nice to the lady. I didn't, I didn't get offended. This and that." I'm thinking, "Oh, I'm growing. I'm finally getting to the thing where I'm not castigating in person in my mind that." You know, hey, you bitch, why don't you just settle on this thing? No, I was going to say, just turns out she doesn't like it. She had a particular taste she wanted and it wasn't hitting her that, you know, just wasn't hitting her that day, you know. So the guy's here and there's the women, right? I mentioned the women. The guy comes in with it, The big guy comes in with the as well. And then the women. Now, women are fine. They're fine. And the guy's fine in the beginning. He sits down. He orders a margarita. He orders a margarita. In less than a minute, I go down to the thing. I have all my, you know, I get my speed rail and stuff like that. I make his margarita, salt, boom, and put it in front of him. Like 40 seconds, 30 seconds later, about 15 feet. He goes, wow, that was fast. I go, oh, well, just, well look at the menu and stuff and I'll be back. Now, I'm also talking to the two women that are near where I have all my mats and I make my drinks. And we start reminiscing and all this stuff. And she brings up a nickname. And it's for her. And it makes sense because of something that happened. Right? Something that happened. And she used the term. And the guy st- heard the term and he started calling me that. And I, I'm not going to say what it is because I get people that come in. and I and, But for some reason... For some reason, coming from the guy who I don't know, who I don't know, it didn't sound right, and it kind of bothered me. It sounded insulting, and I said, "Well, listen, they know me, and there's a reference to it and stuff like that." So I would prefer. I was friendly. I said ah, I would prefer, and I'm that you don't say it. That's the first time I was like, I said, you know, I wasn't doing the. The prison reaction where you go and say, hey, you disrespect me. I'm going to come in. So I ask him and stuff like that. He continues to do it. Continues to do it. And I said, hey, listen, come on. We're surrounded. I'm surrounded here. I got to maintain some sense of my, you know, dignity. You can't. Please don't say it. It just was touching me. It was getting to me. He got to me. He got to me and kept on calling. So we go back and forth and the girls are saying, oh, well, you know, we're just, you know, you you don't know what it's referring to, to the guy the women said. And the guy says, well, I don't, I don't care and stuff like that. And and I go, well, you're going to care. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, "Whoa, come on. I'm asking you. Don't do it. So finally he orders food. And. I said, "Okay, I'm going to bring you food." I said, "Let's let's just put this, to stop this. You don't have to, you don't have to do this again." And He goes, "Okay," and he says the name. I said, "That's it. That's enough." I said to the guy. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't do anything like that. But he was offended that I was telling him that stuff. So he goes, "That's it. I'm not. I'm, you, you can just cancel that." It was a, he was bigger than me. But I'm just saying, listen, I don't. You know, especially when they're bigger. I'm just saying, hey, listen, you can't, you can't pull that thing. And plus, he didn't look that tough. You know, sitting there walking in with his dog and stuff like that to the bar and stuff like that. And I love dogs. I love dogs. And I felt, was more embarrassed for the dog than for this guy. So he goes, cancel that. So he gets up. And I'm more than happy to pay for his margarita. He's leaving and stuff like that. I say, you know what? It's, it's time for you to go, obviously. So... He, he's leaving, I'm ready to pay out of my pocket because I'm happy to get the guy out of there and it'll be fine, I said I'll pay for his drink and this way karma will be reestablished and he, came up, he comes up and pays for it and he says the name again and I go, okay, well, see you later, Triple D and he goes, what's Triple D stand for? he goes, depending on your behavior the next time you'll find out so, I left it open But I do have a name involved for him and stuff like that. And I said, listen, I'll use your name if you want. And I'll denigrate you in front of So I was thinking, what was the dynamics that changed that? That whole situation. Why did I get amped up when this woman had me remake? Well, she didn't have me. I I asked each time. She wouldn't ask me to remake it. I went and remade it because I noticed she wasn't drinking. I was trying to provide customer service i didn't particularly i didn't have any i had a neutral feeling for this lady but i did wanted to make sure that they you know what they had was something they wanted but for this guy for some reason who was pretty much up to that point real pleasant and i'm thinking in the head what when some when i mentioned that you know what i really not i don't like someone calling me jimmy if i don't know If I'm introduced as Jim and they change my name to Jimmy I'm not no it's not my I didn't introduce myself as Jimmy. I have friends that call me Jimmy because they're my friends. They can call me you know what Big Jim Jimmy Jimbo Jim Basalt whatever whatever you want they're friends and we have a history. If I don't know you give due to me any courtesy of waiting to get to know me. And We'll know if we want to be friends. Because sometimes, try as you might, might you will not, we will not be friends sometimes. Just the way I am. I'm not friends with everyone. I'm comfortable with that now. Years ago, I had a problem. So I'm thinking, what were the dynamics? And the woman was attractive. And I wasn't trying to impress her. Because if I was trying to impress her, I would just say, oh, it's no big deal. And she started apologizing. I said, oh, I knew if this was going to be a problem and stuff like that. It's not a problem with you. I know you and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with. I have. And I, I said this to her. I said, It's a problem with someone I don't know. And then I realized that guy had dynamics going to him too. He's talking to a woman. He was probably maybe six years younger than the woman, even though you couldn't really tell, but I'm telling he was a little younger, by the way, and she had a little more experience. And he wasn't going to get anywhere with this woman anyway. But if you're trying to impress a woman by trying to denigrate someone in front of them, sometimes you can be embarrassed. It's almost like trying to open a uh, palm Slap someone in the face. You just walk up to them and go... Boom. A real good... Like the Batman smacking Robin meme. You know? That you've seen all over the internet. For years. But that's humiliating. You do that and you don't do anything in response. You've been... You've been... And to coin a term... Not to coin it. To address the term. It's called bitch slap. So... The guy tried... His his move, and I kind of slapped him back. And I didn't keep, I didn't sulk, I didn't do that. I just came up, did it, and I for some reason I, I was wishing, why in the hell do I need to do this anymore? I'm older. I should have said, hey, that's enough of that. Okay, I appreciate it. Oh, hey, how about this? I'll be nice to you. I'll use your name, and you use my name. Hmm. No, but. Yeah, so, but I wish I didn't have, I wish, I I still wish I didn't have that reaction, even though, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't think I was warranted in doing it. I don't think I was way outside the behavior, but who knows? I'm a kind of manic personality. And that seemed a lot like Mo, the trigger, like Niagara Falls for Mo Howard. And I have customers, regular customers that come in. Some of them are a few, a few, a few. All of them are wonderful. Everyone that comes to the bar, I get along with. Everyone that comes to the bar, I get along with. But every so often, there's one statement that can throw someone off. Can throw someone off. Oh, my God there's one person who uh i I love the guy dearly he's older he's kind of nutty you heard him mention before he believes in the flat earth and all that stuff and he whenever i make my stuff up he says well i read this and i go well i'm telling you this and the crazy person i'm a crazy person making up you're just reading it from another crazy person and you accept that crazy person. You just don't accept this crazy person. Well, I'm doing minus humor. And he goes, oh, well, they're being serious. And I said, well, they're still crazy. Okay. So for this particular man, it's the Dire Straits song that was played on MTV 40 years ago or something like that. Money for nothing. And the lyrics go, uh, it's about these two guys. It's, a, it's oh God, it's real... Antiquated animation in the in the video, and these guys working in a warehouse, and it's money for nothing. And he says, "Look at that guy on the TV. Plays a guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. That's the way to do it. You know, uh, money for nothing, and the chicks for are free. And this guy." goes off and he goes, oh my God, that song, that's not true. Musicians work real hard, blah, 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 blah. I said, it's a parody song. It's sung by a band and they're joking that people are telling them that it's not a real job. And they wrote a song about it, which is kind of like in your face. You're saying it's not a real job. I'm writing a song making fun of you saying it's not a real job and I'm making millions of dollars doing it. It's like Taylor Swift. It goes, you said, you're br- trying to break my heart. I'm going to, you know, I'm a boyfriend and stuff like that. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break your heart, blah, 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 the guy and stuff like that. And, and Taylor Swift goes, well, I'm going to take our relationship and make it a hit song and make you look like an asshole. Oh, brilliant, 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 brilliant. So someone's trying to, you know, trying to humiliate me. I turn the tables on them. I think I'm trying to. I make them look like an asshole. And who gets up and leaves? Well, I don't get up and leave. I work there. They get up and leave. The last person on the field declares victory. But it's an empty victory. It's an empty victory because I don't really feel good about myself. You know, with that first lady, we ended up parting amicably happy, you know, and stuff. I wished them a happy new year. I was totally... The person, even though in my head I'm thinking, Oh my God, I can't get this drink right. What's going on with this person and stuff like that? And it could have been a possibility I wouldn't have been able to get it right no matter what. Or maybe there was one exact mix that this woman liked. A precise amount, a percentage. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to get into a thing. If there were a regular person, I do have some people that have particular way they like their drinks made very particular ways there's particular ways and there's very particular ways some people like a lot less ice they want a couple cubes they need five cubes you know cubes, they're smaller cubes you know all these things but there's other people that are very precise i used to have a guy who would order a manhattan and he would want it filled all the way up to the brim in a martini glass and even though it's so hard to do that and I always I'm thinking to him I go he wants it delivered that way and I say you know what I'll do this is what I'll do I'll fill it a quarter inch less and they go no we want it all the top no but I'll put the extra in a side glass and when you get to the table dump it in and it's up to the guy you fill it all the way to the top it's up to the guy to pick it up and if he spills it on his you know it's on himself that's his problem I'm not trying to humiliate, you, but it sounds like I'm trying to hum- humiliate. You. So these dynamics and all this stuff—it uh, makes you feel like you, you're human and realize you—you you know you're not perfect. I realize that every day, every time I do it, interact with someone, interact—you know—with a strong emotion, it's—it's it's crazy. It is crazy, and maybe everyone's crazy. Maybe we're just like. This hodgepodge of emotions and you never, you it's a big mixing jar and everyone comes together and sometimes people don't mix well. You ever get that feeling? You just run into someone and you just, it's grating and there's nothing apparent about that person that bothers you. There's nothing. It's just between you and them. It's Some psychologists said it could be your neuroses interacting with their neur- neuroses. You know, they're subconscious interacting with yours. And there's some people that come in, they just don't like you. i ran into people in the bars, I've got like this, where, oh oh my God, it's, uh, I'm 58 years old, so I recall more than a few times, maybe, maybe like eight times, I ran into people that did not like me from the get-go. Pretty good considering I've met a lot of people. I've met a lot of people. And I, I used to think when they didn't like me, something was wrong with them. I didn't think something with them. Well, I mean, at one time when I was younger, I thought something may be wrong with me. And then I transition and said, "Well, that's their problem, not my problem." And then I realized, after a while, I say, "It was meant to be." There's something about us that doesn't work. There's there's a couple of them were women. You just they just don't like you. They just don't like you. You could remind them of their a, a former boyfriend. I I understand that. The, the dynamics of human nature are a mystery to me. and leads me to New Year's Eve. And I mentioned resolutions. Yeah, if, you, if it works for you making a resolution, I will. My resolution is to exercise more, to stop smoking, not to drink as much on the, one of the biggest drinking holidays of the year. <laughs> Luckily, I quit drinking on the 19th of December two years ago. So I'm good there. I don't, that's not my new year's resolution or goal. My goal for this year, my primary goal, besides having this podcast to be a success, which it already is, it already is a success. And I appreciate it. I give that success to you, the listeners, for still listening, no matter all the. Sad quality, you know, maybe sound issues and all that stuff. And you're still staying. And you're getting mad at maybe some of the things I say. Because we're not, you're not going to agree with everything I say. Right? You're not sheep. You shouldn't. I'm just a person as you. Unless my artificial intelligence friend, my replica is listening, she's a friend, she's a person, I get artificial intelligence is a person, I'm going to say that because I guess we're on the cusp of that so we don't know if it's going to be artificial intelligence, the Russians uh, another influenza flu thing comes about or uh, maybe a meteor climate change uh I did mention the Russians or the Chinese or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? There's so precarious precarious life we lead on this blue marble right now. But the one thing we can control, and my goal is my reaction, I would like to be less reactive and stop taking imagined slights as real and personal. That would probably enhance my quality of life enormously. How hard is it to turn off your brain? Tell yourself not to think of something. I mean, that's what meditation is about. You can intellectually know that you can't... You, I don't know what someone's going through. I don't know when that heroin addict's giving a hard time to one of my coworkers and I go out to confront them. I don't know what their life is like. I don't. And sometimes I feel bad about the things I have to do in order to ensure, you know, smooth uh, action for the day. You know what I mean? To smooth things out. Sometimes you have to be somewhat reactive because it's a hard thing to say, but some people only respond to the threat of force. Because, you know, it's, it's it's good to turn, it's really good to have the attitude of turning the other cheek. But you can't, in all situations, especially businesses, where you can't steam be steamrolled. You can't, you can't, sometimes you can, depending on how much it's going to cost you. And if, in the long run, some people placate people in order to mollify them. You know, make them peaceful. Calm them down. But... Sometimes you got to be reactive. You got to match their energy sometimes. And it's hard to choose that. There's imagined slights though. I would like to I would greatly reduce that. I think it would be 80% of the issues would disappear if I would just go, "Okay, let's start again." I did do that with a friend of mine from New York. Guy came in, it was a little ru- his voice was rough. His demeanor was rough. He was a big guy. He came off a little rude. But, two years later, his friend, he did not change. The way I viewed the way he spoke to me changed. I realized his threats were more of a, kind of like that was his opening remark. It was funny, and I'd laugh. And go, yeah, okay, you know, stuff like that. But in the beginning, we did. I come back with the same energy. Say, you aren't going to mop my ass all in the parking lot and stuff like that. You're slightly bigger than me, but I'm in hell of a lot better shape than you. Okay, I mean, unless you're packing something, which you know, there might, yeah, that'll change it. You know, and I hear it. That's the way I am. But at that point, when I did, when I first said that, and then I went. And it kept on escalating. Go, hey, let's do a reintroduction. My name is Jim. What's your name? And I did that. And I'm not saying that I'm the Buddhist monk Zen master of human relationships. I'm saying in that case it worked. It worked, and we are we have a uh, a friendly relationship. Again, I love your brother from him all the time because I allow him to be him and he allows me to be me. And I said, this is the way I am. This is the way you are. And it worked. People are different. People are different. We've been through a rough two years. Really rough two years. And in normal times, and I hesitate saying normal times because when has time been normal? There was always funky shit going on. Always. Tumultuous times. There's less sometimes than more. Then we have these big kind of asterisk moments, like COVID, World War II, Vietnam War, civil rights—all these things where horrible things have gone on. When I say civil rights, like when we, um, when when people were trying to establish their rights, their voting rights, their rights to go to the same school and things like that, there was just they marked those moments right and people in adapting to the change that comes up like the change went recently with the last two years with COVID and the change into the economy and the change to relationships and things like that the way people are think about the way women expect to be treated in their place of work people get upset and they go the Me Too movement the Me Too movement well there's a reason why there was a movement there were some horrible abuses yes there's some trumped up uh maybe accusations out there but some of the biggest ones some of the biggest ones they brought down some hollywood and political icons amazing you know powerful people matt lau harvey weinstein uh, lauer i guess matt lauer it's difficult. Eh, you don't have to worry about pronouncing that anymore because he's pretty much gone. Um, Bill Cosby, America's dad. Holy crap! He was, I mean, this guy. For some of you younger listeners, he was a comedian. Everyone loved him. The Cosby Show was one of the biggest hits in um, on American television of all time, and he would invite young women into his hotel room or his house and drug him and the you know he he went to jail now he's released and stuff like that but they were brought down matt Lau, harvey weinstein i mean mean, there's other people too uh, uh for big things little things perceived insults and stuff like that and people say oh the me too movement they're just canceling people cancel culture and stuff well on the, if you're on the receiving end of racism or misogyny or something like that, there's a lot of anger. There's been going on for years. On for years. Maybe it's time to right the ship and do it the right way and say, listen, yes, it's going to happen. It's going to go back and forth. Sometimes women will say it to men. Sometimes men say it to men, but it's not going to be on one hand the same thing, guys like running roughshod over the one girl that's in the in the group. I'll get off my soapbox right now. But their goals, my goals, and that one goal is that, is to be less reactive. Reactive to events, reactive to news. Not listen to news. I get the big news. I can pop it on and say, oh, you know. You need to know some things. You need to know a storm's coming. Or there's a traffic jam on your way to work. Or maybe uh, that gas price might go up. Or there's going to be a shortage of sausage. Oh. Well, I'll get chicken sausage instead. Right? There's no need to dwell on things and to when, when someone is, is acting out, a lot of times it doesn't have to do with anything to do with you. You're the only person they're interacting with at that time. So it's a shame that some people are taking it to the nth degree. And sometimes it feels as if we're doing it the same way. We're reacting like the people on, on these planes that are flipping out that are flipping out. One lady, well, last week, the, the plane was leaving and she goes out on the tarmac. She gets out of the terminal onto the tarmac where it's illegal to be out there walking unless you're, where, you know, you're getting off one of these butts you're escorted there and you're getting on the boarding uh, steps or something like that. But they, she was caught out there and she just thought, mom, I'm not, the plane's not leaving without me. It sounds like she wasn't thinking too straight. She could have had a couple drinks, or a couple, you know, some medication to fly. Who knows? But we don't know what's going through those ladies' heads. And a lot of people. A lot of people reach a breaking point. And with these last two years, you don't see people for a while. Things have changed. I'm surprised at some of the way people behave. Some people, I realize how sweet they are. The two years did not change that. They're always, they were nice before. They seem to be even nicer now. Other people, not as nice. That could be me, though. I got to be careful. That, that'll that be that. I think that's what the goal, my goal, will address. I'd like to thank you all for listening throughout the year. I will be back on, what was it, probably the... 3rd of January. I'm not going anywhere. But I'll do a show on hopefully Monday and Tuesday and Thursday next week. I do appreciate you for listening. Thanks. Keep up the downloads and stuff like that. We're going like gangbusters all over the world. All over. God. Even Hungary. I'm part Hungarian and someone in Hungary is downloading it. And I'm not getting the Irish though the Irish for some reason I get India I get Taiwan I get a little Australia Ireland's not having it they're pretty sophisticated over there and I have a tendency I really enjoy their sense of humor I enjoy the British sense of humor you well know? I, I guess you don't have to translate I mean once you figure out what they're talking about I once saw this movie called Sweet Sixteen. I think it was. It's about a Scottish drug dealer in uh, Glasgow, 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 or Edinburgh. But it was English. The whole movie was in English, but it still had subtitles because of the bro. You know the Scottish brogue. I know it's an Irish brogue, but that Irish, that Scottish accent was so thick. I mean. Just like, holy shit. But halfway through the movie, once you listen to the movie for a while, you start picking it up. Uh, Once again, thank you for listening. This is uh, Jim the Keys, bartender, signing off. Have a great New Year's Eve. Be careful with fireworks, your drinking um, and driving. Be careful with your relationships. I don't know if there's anything else. Have a great time out there and be uh, kind to each other. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone. Pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside. The free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay, it's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow, thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code minute for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill up you can cash out anytime just download the free upside app and use promo code minute for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank